Uh, very good evening. Welcome to a Thursday night on the Dan Nichols Show with Bright Rock on Instagram Live. And an evening I'm, I'm really excited about because uh, often on the Dan Nichols Show it's lots of big names, lots of uh, incredibly well-known people, uh, lots of guys who are very well entrenched in their career. Uh, but we've got something a little different tonight. Tonight we've got somebody who, uh, probably in about five years' time, there's no chance I'll be able to interview because he's going to be that famous and that much of a superstar. Um, we catch him with a career very much on the up. He's, he's probably the most exciting young golfer on the planet at the moment, having just won the African Amateur earlier today. And in fact, there he is. Uh, and a very warm welcome and congratulations, Casey Jarvis. Hi, Dan. How are you? Um, I, I'm probably feeling a lot better than everybody else you've played golf against in about the last four years, uh, because <laughs> as you, uh, you showed again today, just an absolutely rampant. Congratulations today. Well done. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, great pleasure. Now, uh, for those people who are doing daft things like sit at work during the day instead of doing important things like watch the African amateur play out at Glendower, uh, remind us what happened over the last few days and in particular what happened today. Um, so the first day I shot one under and um, I played pretty good golf over the next three days and um, I finished 21 under um, for the tournament and uh, I won by eight. So, yeah, I'm extremely proud of myself. 21 under. I played golf three days ago. I was 21 over and that was one round. So uh, uh, 21 under is just, just ridiculous. Uh, but it, and yet it's almost come to be expected. You get a sense. I was talking to somebody earlier today and I mentioned, oh, uh, Casey Jarvis won again. And they kind of shrugged. Yeah, well, you know, that's what Casey Jarvis does because you seem to be in such an amazing run of form. Uh, and let's go back to, to the last stretch and, and some of those events you've won, some of the big amateurs, the SA amateurs that you've won uh, talk to us about winning those and, and what it means to you to, to bring in titles that so many other great golfers have won in, in years gone by yeah no it mean, obviously means a lot um, after the after winning the trophy you get to look at some of the names on there and you're like wow what have whatever I just achieved so like yeah it's quite a big thing um, to me um, especially when winning the Freddie Tate um, that was probably one of the biggest um, trophies I've won over the last um, year or so. So, yeah, just, just really proud of um, all the hard work I've put in um, is paying off. So, yeah. Let's go back to that Freddie Tate. Uh, I watch these tournaments. I've been in the golf industry for 20-odd years now, which makes me feel 100. Uh, and I still get goosebumps when I just see some of these players. How does it feel to you so early in your career? You're walking out onto the course knowing I'm sharing the same course but the guys whose posters I've probably got up on my bedroom wall at home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah that's, that's a good feeling. <laughs> Let me just say that. Like, um, I played with Christian Brissainet the first um, two rounds of the SO Open, and, I mean, he went on to win. Just just playing with him, um, you get, like, goosebumps when you're walking out there on the same fairways as him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really it's – re I can't explain how good the feeling is. Do you think that it was because he played with you for two days that he picked up a few things and was able to go on and win the tournament? <laughs> I wish I could say that. 
Uh, you're in an amazing space, and I want to talk a little bit more about that later. But, let, but let's go back to, to the very start. Uh, we've all seen, if we're in the, the golf world, those early videos of sort of Tiger Woods at three months old driving par fours and an eight months old Rory McIlroy sinking 50 foot putts on TV. And they've become uh, images we've seen a lot of. When did you first pick up a golf club and, and how did your journey into golf begin? Well, my dad um, used to caddy on the European tour. Um, so he kind of like got me into golf. Um, he showed me how to play the game. And yeah, I just, I started playing tournaments when I was like six. And yeah, I just enjoyed it. And then at about 10, I had to make a choice um, between golf and soccer. And um, I went with golf. Um, so yeah. Pro probably a decision you're quite happy with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I love golf a lot. It's really fun being out there. Um, winning so yeah there comes a point in the career of any young sports person and you're a, an ideal example where you start to realize you know hang on I'm actually pretty good at this maybe this is more than just fun maybe this is more than just weekends hitting balls maybe this is my life going forward can you put your finger on kind of when that point was when you thought you know what golf might be something more than just a, a bit of a game I think when I went um... Oh, I seem to have just lost you there for a second, Casey. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Can you hear me there? No, I think we've somehow lost Casey's sound there. Uh, let's uh, try again. Give me a wave if you can hear me there, Casey. No? All right, let's see if we can uh, bring Casey back in. It's a terrific story. It's such an exciting young player who's... Uh, just uh, he's inspiring so many people and uh, heaven knows we need some inspiring stories in South Africa at the moment. Uh, let's see if we can uh, uh, can get our superstar back in. Uh, there we go. I think we've got you back. Uh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to stop, down, stop downloading those video games while you're on interviews there, uh, Casey. Yeah. Um, we, uh, uh, we missed you, unfortunately, on that last little bit, which was asking you uh, about, uh, about that moment. So if you give that to us again, just when you thought golf might be the journey forward for you. Yeah, so I was saying um, I was playing the Ekelini Open uh, in, I think it was 2017, and I went 27 under, and then I kind of got a lot of confidence over that. And... Um, in, 20, yeah, in 2019, last year, um, I won the SA Stroke Play um, and the SA Match Play, which also gave me a lot of confidence. And I was like, look, I can definitely be out, be out there on the tour one day. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of confidence right now um, where my game is at. And I, I feel like if I just keep working hard, I can definitely um, be out there one day. A huge part of being able to make it, just getting to where you are now, is more than just your own natural talent, which you clearly have an abundance thereof, and of which I'm more than envious, but also the people around you. Talk to us about that team, about the family, the coaches, the role they've played, and how they've allowed you to get to where you are today. Well, my dad has been my swing coach, well, my whole, my whole coach, my whole life. I mean, he's... He's coached me in every aspect of my game. So, yeah, he's been, I mean, he means a lot to me. I don't think I would be where I am today without him. And then, obviously, um, 
all my people that help me, like TaylorMade and Adidas, I mean, they do a lot of things for me, um, which I'm really lucky to have. It, it, before we get into it, to where you are now and where you're possibly headed, it, it can become all-consuming. I remember talking to, to Brandon Stone on the golf course a little earlier this year, and he was talking about his last year of school. I think he was at school for about six days. Uh, how much is golf dictating your entire life now? And do, do you find the need to have a balance? Do you need to, to find an escape from time to time and not hit putts for three hours and go and do just something completely different? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you have to have a laugh outside golf. Um, go out with a couple mates um, on the weekends. And yeah, so you have to have a laugh outside golf. You don't have to ground for seven hours a day. So um, yeah, just, yeah. You do need that. Uh, you also need important people. And I see somebody called Courtney Jarvis, who has a surname you might uh, recognize, uh, wants to know, what about your mother and your sister? <laughs> yeah no they have my mom um is pretty strict when it comes to school uh, obviously i miss a lot of school um with golf so my mom helps me catch up and stuff like that and uh, yeah, my sister my sister supports me a lot so um yeah i, I have a very a very loving family so which is really important, and I've got no doubt it's a big part of the success that's got you to where you are now. And it's given you so many moments. Uh, we've already mentioned winning the Freddie Tate at the South African Open. Uh, in terms of just sheer joy, sheer, I can't believe I've done this. Is that the biggest one so far? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, it was my best finish uh, in a European tour. Um, especially playing with Christian and Matthias Schwab the first two days. Obviously, I was under a little bit of pressure playing with them. Um, and yeah, so I think that was one of my biggest wins, especially um, winning the SA Stroke and the SAM um, in the beginning of the year. And then to go into the... Um... I, was, uh, I was talking a little earlier today to someone you know well, uh, Lali Stunder, the, uh, the godmother to so many South African golfers and has been for, for many years, good friend of mine. And she was talking about something I think we've all seen in your golf, and that's just getting in the zone. And I think you did that today. It's almost like you decide, you know what, I'm going to absolutely obliterate everybody else in this field, and that's what you do. Do you have a sense of how that happens, how you just drop a gear and leave everybody in your wake? Um, so... I just play attackive. Like, if I'm leading by five shots, I'm not going to lay up where I need to lay up. I'm, I'm going to go for the shot. Because I know I have the ability. I do hit in the water, for instance, sit down the ninth hole. Um, I, I try to go for a kind of not the best shot I should have gone for. Um, so, yeah, I went for it and hit in the water and then uh, went on to make up and down um, to make bogey. So, I think I just tell myself, um, just play attackive. Um, you're going to get rewarded because I know I can pull the shots off. Um, you make putts and obviously you're going to make birdies. So um, I think on the golf course, every time I'm leading, I, set, I focus on playing the golf course, not who's behind me. Um, so, yeah. It's a wonderful philosophy. It's one that not only works, but it's also entertaining. It makes you so cool to watch as a golfer. and It's great for the game. Uh, who's the inspiration other than, than your dad? The golfers you watched growing up, who are the guys you, you saw out there playing the tournaments and going, you know what, those are the guys I'd like to be like? Uh, I think Ernie Els. Ernie Els has got the, one of the best swings out there. 
he's just the way he controls his emotions on the golf course as well. Um, yeah, and then obviously Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a big inspiration to me. Um, he's my favorite, one of my favorite golfers, and just the way um, his mentality, how he deals um, with certain situations on the golf course, and the shots he he can pull off. Do you feel there's any weakness in the game at the moment? Uh, I would say I've got to get my short game a little bit better. Um, yeah, I got to I got to improve a bit on the short game, and if that improves, like it's it can be very inconsistent. Um, during the round, I can hold a chip or I, I can like duff one. So um, yeah, I just got to work a little bit harder on my short game, and yeah. I was going to say this because I didn't want to be negative. You've won a tournament today. It's a special day. Uh, you're probably allowed some extra cream soda from your parents now that you've got home. Um, but uh, I have noticed, Casey, uh, that just consistently sinking those 80, 85-foot uh, putts, just not something I think you're doing enough of at the moment. Yeah, no. I've been struggling with my putting over the last couple of events. So um uh, my dad helped me on just after the first round, and a, another good mate of mine helped me um, with my putting. And yeah, I kind of got back to where I was in the beginning of last year um, over the last three rounds. So yeah, really happy. Well, like if, it, if you can consistently sink 85 foot putts, and I think the rest of the golf world is just going to pack up and go home. So maybe for the sake of keeping it competitive, I have a, a floor or two there. <laughs> Uh, the, the competition you have, uh, I think I saw today, you're now into the top 50 in the world rankings amateur-wise, which is immense, and congratulations on that. Uh, I'm not sure many people realise just what an extraordinary achievement that is. You're not the top South African, though. You've still got Martin uh, just uh, just above you, uh, and you've got lots of young guys, uh, your barrage, lots of young players uh, who are in a, a great space. It would seem certainly from the outside that the, the young wave of amateur golfers coming through led by yourself is so strong at the moment, which is not only great for South Africa, but I'm sure for you, knowing you've got all those people pushing you, making you do your best, is only going to make you a better golfer. Yeah, no, definitely. We have um, a lot of really good players in South Africa, and I think South Africa is one of the strongest amateur um, golf countries in the world. Um, Martin is just <laughs> a powerhouse, and not only um, him, but yeah, so many other guys um, well, South African amateurs are just really good players. So you have to be on your best every week if you're going to win a tournament. So you can't make too many mistakes, otherwise you're not going to win. Um, but yeah, the guys are just really good. Let's talk a little bit about the local golf space. And it's a space that's given you so much support. Uh, golf RSA, for me, is a remarkable institution. What Johan Rupert has done to put into it, what Grant Hepburn does to run it, people like Lali involved with it, giving that sense of support. Uh, how much has it enabled you to get where you are today, knowing that you're playing within the, the realm of an organization that is both incredibly well run, but also hugely supportive? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, golf RSA do a lot for amateur golfers. I mean, we go on a UK tour. We go on many tours um, during the year. And, I mean, the, the, I don't think many other countries, um, a lot of other countries have that, um, have that, like, yeah, I don't think they can travel the world like we can. Um, so golf RSA do a lot for us, especially Mr. Rupert, um, 
who invest a lot of money into golf for safe for us amateurs and you're ex- traveling the world and experiencing different courses and top players in the world obviously helps uh, our great game grow so um very very um honored to be part of the golf for safe squad you talk about the traveling perspective you travel all over south africa uh, if i ask golfers as i frequently do i bumped into john hugo for instance on the golf course a couple of days ago uh, you ask him about favorite courses people generally as winning golfers as amateurs or professionals link back to the places that they've won if i do that with you that gives us a list of about 700 golf courses so i won't do that uh, what i will do though is just ask you here in south africa before we look overseas what are the golf courses for you that that have a really special meaning the ones you love playing on ones that you feel South Africans if they haven't should make a real effort to go and play uh well obviously i have to say home course state mines um the golf course is just i mean i was i've been playing there um most of my life so yeah if you haven't if you haven't been to state mines uh, you got to go out and <laughs> have a round there um but the other courses in Joburg like Rand Park Rand Park is one of my favorite courses in South Africa. Um I just love the golf course. Greens always really good there. Fairways are I don't think the fairways are ever bad there so um, yeah. And then around the world I'd say um I played the old course at St Andrews last year and that really meant a lot to me. Um all the history behind it. Um yeah, I just I mean you get goosebumps walking down the 18th fairway and knowing, knowing that Tiger, Rory, Ernie all of them have been out there. What are the what are the trips you've done? What are the the biggest golf adventures you've had and uh, how important has it been to you to to have those trips not just for the golf but for the life experience around those trips? Yeah, no, Dev, like it obviously means a lot. I mean, you experience different cultures. Um we went to Japan and I mean, you can't eat the food you eat in South Africa, so you kind of have to get used to that and obviously as a tour pro i mean you travel to a different country every week so i think it kind of makes us um get used to laugh on tour but as an amateur so i mean we travel to japan and then we travel to the uk and experiencing the weather in the uk is obviously um very cold and rainy windy um so yeah and a lot of a lot of different conditions ahead of you and they will test you as a golfer and meeting those tests is helped out by having these sorts of experiences you've referenced some of them going to places like Japan what about the next stretch is there an interest in in playing some college golf for instance yeah no i think i'm going to college um after i think in jan next year um so yeah i think college is a like the plan i have right now um so Yeah, really looking forward to that. Remind us how old are you now, Casey? I'm 17. 17. So I I was not doing anything close to as meaningful when I was 17 and certainly not playing golf anywhere like that. Uh any ideas on on a particular college anybody influenced you uh, other players on on what might be a, a destination worth looking at? Uh I haven't there's a few colleges I'm speaking to at the moment. Um I have spoken to a few players that have been over there like Yvan Rabula um but yeah there's no particular college in mind now um yeah I'm still trying to decide on that 
It's a, it is a, it is a tough call, but it, it seems like it, it's such a valuable one. And I refer again to that life experience because it is so easy to get just completely swept up in the golf and, uh, and going to college, experiencing a bit of college life in a new country, a new part of the world, and maybe give you some of that perspective as you take your career forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, obviously, in college, you have to wash your own clothes, make your own dinner and stuff. So, I mean, you have to do that when you're on tour. So, I guess that's going to help a lot. You have to clean up after yourself. Um, obviously, meeting new people, obviously, it's going to mean a lot to me. And then playing golf, which the goal one day is to play on the PGA Tour. So, I can kind of get used to the golf courses um, out there. And obviously, amateur golfers in the world are playing those events. So, golf can improve a lot into college. Yeah, that is the plan. I saw uh, Courtney Jarvis is watching. Is Courtney your mum? No, Courtney is my sister. Courtney's your sister. Uh, Courtney, yeah. if you are still watching, if you can please pass on a message to your mum. Uh, for the rest of this year, uh, Casey's washing his own clothes. He's making his own dinner. He's got to clean his own room. Uh, there we go, says Courtney. Good luck with the cleaning. You've got to train him, Courtney, as a family. You're doing him a favor. Uh, make sure, in fact, Courtney, I think he should actually clean your room for you as well. I think that's a, that's a fair, fair call. Uh, you, uh, you, you talk about the VGA Tour. It's a, a journey forward. There is, of course, uh, also uh, the, uh, the tour here in South Africa, the Sunshine Tour. You've played the South African Open. You've got the Freddie Tate. What sort of ambitions, what sort of targets do you set yourself for having an impact here at home as, as well as around the world? I think to win an international um, event, like a big international event, like the British Amateur or the US Junior Am, is probably one of my biggest goals um, that I want to achieve. So, yeah, I've got obviously a lot of hard work over the next couple of months because the plan is um, to go over to the UK this year um, and play the British Am and then obviously go over um, to the US and for the US Junior and the US Amateur. So um, that is a goal that I've set for myself this year and um, yeah, hard work uh, to achieve that, I guess. Uh, to what extent are you still able to do any schoolwork? Are you, uh, are you coming off a win at the African Amateur and uh, straight home to work on some calculus and some history? Um, yeah, no. Uh, at the moment, um, I did a system called IMPACT um, to grade 11, and this year I'm doing GD, which is a, an American, um, yeah, it's an, it's an American, like, schooling way, I think, and I did speak to a few colleges, and they did say I can get in with GD, so I think GD um, is a plan this year. You only, you only do four subjects, and you can do it whenever you want to, but I'm going to do it at the end of the year. And obviously, you have to study quite a lot um, at the end of the year. But, yeah, I think that obviously golf, golf takes up a lot of time. And I just, I don't think I can, um, like, I don't think I can cope with how much school would, especially with my trick. Um, I'm going to travel to, obviously, my goal is, like, go to the British Am and stuff. Or, yeah, so I want to do that. And then, um, obviously, you have to write prelims can't move where last year I could move exams and stuff um, but yeah you can't move exams this year so I think I'm just going to do GD. I'll see uh, LaRue Golf 2021 saying a US junior in Pinehurst it's a must uh, is that on the agenda? Yeah no definitely I heard the US junior was at Pinehurst 
Um, and then I heard the US amateur was at Oakmont. So um, really, look, I hopefully I can, hopefully this um, COVID, um, COVID yeah, clears up um, for travel and we can travel over there and yeah, go experience those tournaments. Do you still get super, super excited at the prospect of not so much just playing the tournament, but actually playing those courses, playing courses that you will have heard and read about so much and, and seen on television? Definitely. I mean, we've obviously, the, like the best players in the world have played there. So, I mean, you definitely want to go out there and experience what they have. I mean, that those courses, I mean, Pioneer's number two. I think it is Pioneer's number two. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward. I have played there before, so I am really looking forward um, to that. And then obviously Oakmont, I've never experienced or never played, so um, I'm keen to go experience that. Couple of a uh, couple of quick ones before we uh, let you go and uh, wash the dishes and get some ironing done before bedtime. Uh, single single best shot Casey Jarvis has ever hit. Uh, I'd say my best shot I've ever hit was at the Royal, Royal Johannesburg last year in the SA match play final. I had, I had 200 yards or 200 meters to the flag, um, to a background flag. And like, it was obviously match play and I was a couple up at that stage. And I just told myself, I mean, you might as well give it a bash, try go for the shot. Obviously it was a pretty steep lip. Um, and I took a five and hit like a high, high cut to five feet. So I'd, I think that's one of the best shots I've ever hit. What about the worst shot you've ever hit in a meaningful competition? Uh, this was, I think, at the S under 13s. I think I hit three shanks in a row. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that wasn't a great experience. There are a lot of people watching at the moment saying, yep, I've done that as well, uh, except they've probably done it a little more regularly than you have. Uh, in terms of the bag, what's in Casey Jarvis's bag at the moment? Um, I've got the Sim 2 driver, the Sim 2 3 wood, um, I've got the spike cutter, and then I've got the, uh, the tailor-made irons, the, the MCs, um, and then I've got mold ground wedges. So, yeah, everything, everything tailor-made. Um, yeah, tailor-made do help me, so... And then I played with um, the TP5X ball. Which putter have you got in the bag? I've got the Spider X, um, the gold one. Ah, I'm on the red. Maybe I should change. Clearly works better. Uh, <clears throat> from from the guys you're playing with at the moment, uh, best uh, best person to be in a in a golf uh, four ball, three ball, two ball. Uh, who do you most enjoy playing golf with at the moment out of our current crop of amateurs? Uh, I think one he's my best mate. His name's Sam Samuel Simpson. Um, he's a really good golfer. He actually played individual um, in Japan the, for the Junior World Cup. Um, yeah, he's a close mate of mine. And then another close mate of mine, Yerov. I enjoy playing golf with Yerov. He he can pull off some amazing shots. And then um, yeah, Aiden uh, Aiden Singer is also another close mate of mine. So um, we have some fun fun rounds together. Uh, in fact, Aidan, as you've probably seen, is watching at the moment. He'd like to know, how seriously do you take Fantasy Premier League, Casey? Um, yeah, I take that pretty seriously. I, I'm on my phone a lot, checking checking who scored. Um, I do watch a lot of soccer. Um, my team is not on top, so <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed about that. But yeah, I, I take it pretty seriously. Which team do you support? Uh, Sportman United. 
Ah, good man. We're kindred spirits, you and I, Casey. We'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, uh, MJ Mortimer, I suspect a friend of yours as well, wants to know, do TaylorMade make hair clippers? <laughs> uh, yeah, his name's Matthew. Um, also, another good golfer. No, Matt, I don't think TaylorMade made hair clippers. Trying to get like Tommy, eh? <laughs> All right. Well, you'll need a you'll need a thirty nine year old wife to start with, uh, and uh, and then away you go. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Dennis might be Dennis Matthew uh, wants to know uh, uh, about your war zone uh, obsession. Is that something you spend a lot of time with? Uh, yeah, I started last year, and um, I'm on war zone quite a bit. Uh, I enjoy the game. Obviously, I play um, a few few mates of mine, so uh, yeah, I, I enjoy playing war zone. <laughs> and then uh, Saul Moss wants to know, has Casey ever beaten him? Yeah, that's not a question to ask me at this moment. Yeah, he has. I struggle to play against Saul. Uh, there's just something about him. <laughs> uh -huh. um, what I'm getting from this, you've got so many people, family and friends, uh, just supporting on this conversation. Uh, there seems to be such a strong team, Casey Jarvis. And yes, you headline it, you're the, the big act on the golf course, but just a, a really strong nucleus of people around you cheering you on. Definitely. I've got so much support, especially with my family. And then I've got a lot of close mates um, who I spend a lot of time with. So I think that's important. Yeah, it's really important to have that. Absolutely crucial. Uh, before I let you go, those dishes are calling. Uh, I would like to know, uh, five years' time, you're 22 years old, you and I are sitting here doing an Instagram Live. Uh, you're probably sitting behind a swimming pool, lingerie models behind you, bottle of Verve Clicquot in hand. Uh, what, what would you like to have achieved if we're having that conversation? Where would Casey Jarvis like to be five years from now? Um, I think five years from now, obviously, I'd like to have um, a tour card. I think a European tour card. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I think that's a plan. Hopefully, I can achieve that um, one day. Um, obviously, I want to win a European tour event um, five years from now, especially um, the SO Open. Um, I think that's my biggest goal is doing the SO Open and then hopefully one day a major. I'm not sure there are too many people who bet against you, Casey, especially having watched today's effort and the demolition of a very strong amateur field at the African Amateur. Uh, LaRue Golf 2021, wonderful job, mum and dad. Cheers from Cooler Box. I suspect you might know who that is. Uh, Jan Coverhey wanting to know, what's your name on Warzone? Uh, I'm not sure if that's somebody wanting to play with you or just another mate with a trick question. Uh, but what I will do is leave you with this, uh, a request uh, and then a second request. Uh, the first of those is I never played State Mines, so uh, uh, maybe there'll be a chance uh, to come down and you can uh, introduce me to the course and, uh, and give me a guided tour. Uh, but the other one is uh, once you've turned pro, once you've got that first win on your belt, uh, come and join us in the studio. We'd love to have you on the Dan Nichols Show uh, before you start wearing green jackets and uh, uh, charging around America and, uh, and taking that career to the heights, uh, which I've got no doubt on your horizon uh, but for now Casey thank you it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us well done again today well done on some extraordinary results over the next little while uh, we're watching the journey carefully good luck in America when you get there and uh, best of luck with all that laundry <laughs> thank you so much Dan thank you for having me again um, I really appreciate um, the Instagram love um, looking forward to being in studio with you one day 
Um, so yeah, all the best. All right, there we go. Casey Jarvis, just an obscene talent, a uh, really outstanding golfer. And our special guest to wrap up the week of Instagram Live on the Dan Nichols Show with Brian Troy. I'm away for the weekend, so we won't have one tomorrow evening, but we've had a really good week. Art Matthews from Just Ginger kicking us off. We got to chat to John Smith, 2007 Rugby World Cup winning captain. Uh, a little earlier in the week. Last night, Kate Woods, three-time Olympian, and now running Adidas here in South Africa. And tonight, a young man who just cannot stop winning golf tournaments. And when he drops into the zone, as he did today at Glendower, he looks unbeatable. Granted, it is the African amateur. He has bigger challenges awaiting, but it's hard not to feel that he's got the game, the mentality, and the support to take on those challenges and bring even more glory to the sport that does that more than any other here in South Africa. So big thank you to Casey Jarvis. Big thank you too to Golf RSA, to Lali Stanley Grant Hepburn and the team for facilitating this. And congratulations to Golf RSA who do such a fabulous, fabulous job with the game here in South Africa. That does it for me for the week. Please join us back again for a Monday. Some more great guests next week as we build up to season 13 of the Dan Nichols Show kicking off in April. Until then, have a great weekend. Goodbye.